Hello, Jason. Oh, is this Chris? Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> Let me just fix this microphone here. I'm always caught off guard with this whenever you guys call me for the show. I know. It's such a surprise. It's not planned or anything. So <laughs> I've been, you know, I have to time it with my, with my chores that I have to do around the house, you know? I feel like you're you've been doing a lot of chores, King. What what was on the, on the docket today? Some yard work, some interior work. Like, what are we looking at? Today was today was yard work for sure. We we're uh, we're doing some landscaping. So, like all week long, I've been digging dirt, <laughs> digging uh, grass out of our lawn. Is it landscaping like something you can hire somebody for? It is, Chris. Um, but like a landscape architect, like I feel like there's a sexy, you know, a nicer way to say a gardener. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are obviously, you know, there's people that you can hire to pour your cereal in the morning for you. But in the, in the times of core, I like to have, you know, it it feels very good to do manual labor. I would say it's it's rewarding and enriching. Absolutely, positively, could not be me, but I understand what you're saying. I know. Well, you're not that. You're not that kind of cat like I am. I I'm like. I like man. using no, my body and my hands, building, okay. digging. But your your body. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been. I say that because I've been been doing a little workout. Like I'll hit the workout button on my Apple Watch when I'm doing the gardening. I'm getting I'm getting gains, bro. I just did an hour and a half of digging holes and I cracked a thousand cows, so suck on that bitch. That's pretty cool, actually. I love when you put things into terms that I'll understand. <laughs> but I was telling you this a day or two ago, but our we have a neighbor across the street who's been upset. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you're beefing. <laughs> <laughs> they've been they've been upset like because we've had our garbage cans like filled up with like grass and weeds yard waste yard Yard waste waste is what we call that so and they're like they're when they're full the cans are like two three hundred pounds of fucking dirt you know so we just (laughs) i just leave them on the leave them on the curb kind of like every day and we just we just load it up and then we just leave it on the curb and then when we refill it when the garbage man comes blah 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 and we were walking the dog a couple of days ago and a neighbor across the street who we've never met, lived here for like a year and a half, never met, never seen, starts yelling at us from their doorway asking if we're going to bring our trash cans in this week because they don't like the the can being out there all the time. And we had just hit the bong pretty heavy right before that. <laughs> and we just started laughing and we we're like, oh shit, this is so good. And then we started walking away. And then she started yelling Bible verses at us. She started it's yelling so fire. Palm, Psalm 91. Um, what's the vibe? But what's the vibe? Like old white lady? Old white lady. So it's like, it's a the it's, worst. They're, they're basically like the Trump, like the Trump Bible belt people of the, of the street. The guy is this big fat guy who's like very racist. Moses Long with an electric lawnmower, if you know what I mean. And then she she's like a like a Christian fundamentalist shut in person who's I've like literally never seen leave the house, so it's it's a good vibe. But now every week, I'm trying to figure out ways to fuck with them. Have you had another run in, or has it been no. stri- strictly firing subs? Sad, sadly, I would. I, sadly, I, I I have a feeling that she's never gonna show her face again for like another year. 
I don't think well, she's. I don't she, I don't think she wants to smoke. But I have what's been. That, what's the app that all the like nerds use? Next like, door. Dark? Yeah, is she on next door? Like flaming stretch and his Asian <laughs> chick. No, no, no. I think this person is so like they're kind of older. So she doesn't have an app. Yeah, I she think doesn't... like they probably only like have, app face, is a they only have on Facebook the min- on like a, a <laughs> tablet that their nephew got them from Best Buy and not an Apple one, but like and yeah, then like they got, Fox, they got a Fox sur- News they got a sur- only. They got a Surface Tab and they think apps is a section of the menu at Chili's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They got the surface tab and they don't, their waiter, they keep hitting the button and the waiter does not come. Yeah, what the fuck? I asked for some nachos. Where, where? But she's definitely the kind of person that would, that would not order nachos because that's what the damn Mexicans are eating. That, oh, that that's a good shit, point. You know? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. More of a blooming onion type gal. So my, my strategy is I, I bring the trash cans in even slower now. And then I kind of, yeah, I think them. you should. Uh, absolutely abuse it as far as you can go i'm gonna ruin this bitch's life but exactly. that's but that's, that's what, kind of you know the overarching theme of all of this is it's making this person's craziness magnified and it's making my pettiness magnified like it's her like she's gotten to the point where she's yelling bible verses at a stranger and i've gotten to the point where like i spend most of my day figuring out how i can like, <laughs> troll a, a, an old a poor old lady <laughs> simply because well, she started it you know i mean that's better than staring out the window thinking about how we're gonna die <laughs> that is true i mean it could be worse you know my I, my friend hit me a friend i'm not gonna mention his name a friend of ours hit me today he's got the pluggy on the covid tests <laughs> um, so so when you think about when you think about me i want you to know i'm the kind of guy that's got a plug on a fucking medical test in a time of crisis that's how that's how deep we're going well we 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 can start doing the Joe Rogan method where you test every, every guest before, before you interview them. That's pretty funny. It's going to get expensive though. He said, well, I was listening to a show of his or like, I don't I was reading something about it, about how he's doing it. And I think it's like he has a doctor that he just brings on staff and he charges 200 bucks per test. And it's like a 15 minute, like pinprick. They get a blood test. Boom. Uh, oh, so he can, so he can just have the guests in the studio, like totally normal. Yes, exactly. So well, like you wait nice. in the lobby I, while this doctor gives you a blood test. 15 minutes later, if if it's green light, then come on in and then we're we're fucking smoking weed and talking about grizzly bears, baby. Let's get it popping. And if wow. but what if you're what if you come in, you know, what if like fucking Jerry Seinfeld or Obama comes in and they're like, "Oh, sorry, fam, you're negative. You can't do the pod." I mean, I would risk it probably for the right guest. I mean, unfortunately, we're not making those Joe Rogan dollars yet. So, yeah, interesting. Can, what what level of celebrity would you to get them on the pod? Would you get COVID for? Oh, I'd get COVID for like. So you know I don't that? know, man. Oh yeah, I definitely get COVID. Yeah, hell yeah. I'll <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, um, you'll get like a get, nasty case of it for Sienna Miller. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on my deathbed. Um, I would say, I would say, I, I mean, I don't know. That's really tough. I, I don't really well, care about Obama. you don't have Obama to give me an enough. answer right now. It's something cool to think about, though. <laughs> it, it may, yeah, it is something very, maybe, oh, I, maybe know, I know who it is. What? 6 9 
Oh yeah. So oh, if we had the first six nine out of jail interview, and I just had to go to the hospital for a couple weeks, first I'd, first day out, I'd the come feds, out a hero. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. A four hour six nine interview lays it all on the line. That's what the people need. Move over, Carolyn Calloway. That's going on the Patreon, bro. Yeah, the pay. Oh my god, we would we would make a grip. I mean, I would probably do it if Elton John was going to come in and do a three song set just for me. My requests, I would do it. You would get HIV positive for that. I mean, COVID no. positive for that. <laughs> <laughs> bitch that's not funny but yeah probably i would <laughs> it was not funny it was insensitive um what's what's going on with you is it uh is it still snowing in montreal no it's just gray and overcast now just another suicide weather day you know uh yeah. every day is like sunday morrissey voice morrissey voice every day has been a little bit like that but you know i'll send you a screenshot of the weather but you know Tuesday, 73, Wednesday, 87, Thursday, we're hitting 91, Friday, 93. Oh, my God. Damn. I want to be laying out topless on the Tesla tanning. I know. You need to You need to figure out your, your Airbnb, your L.A. Airbnb situation. I mean, I'm sure a, a listener would donate a house, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's <laughs> – I'm sure we have those kind of listeners. You know, I'm sure we have – I think our, our audience, based on the research I, I got back from um, – you know, the higher-ups is saying we have a very uh, high-income audience listenership. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, high enough know. to donate a house for you. To big CB. But you know, like a mid-century, I would, you know, I, you, I'm particular about furnishings, but we could sort that out when the time comes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, we, should, we, should, we should call our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're going to be talking to the New York Times pop music critic, uh, John Carmonica. Mm-hmm. Um, Friend, friend of the show, also just a guy that I love talking about stuff with because, uh, you know, as much as my life seems cool, um, I, I feel very lucky to be able to talk to guys like him and like Joe Coscarelli about music and the music business because they're the real guys on the front lines. Yeah, they're, um, those, those two guys have very similar names and jobs and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. I, I, they, I, have, been, I have been guilty of getting them confused in our early awareness of them. Or my early but awareness jo- of them. John um, is uh, he much like me will die on a hill. He he did he died on a hooting the blowfish hill. He loves <laughs> Sam Hunt. He'll he'll just kind of go hard as hell for whatever he likes, which I really appreciate. You guys are uh, two very tatted up, white, opinionated bros who have a lot to say about yeah. Mu- he went to bad ha- music. <laughs> he went to Harvard and works the New York Times. It's just a little bit different. Um, uh-huh. just a little bit different. Uh, but you know, let's, let's give him a call. Cause we're about to talk about Fiona Apple. Cause I got some shit to say. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Fetch, fetch the bolt cutters, bitch. I'll be right back. Okay. We're all here. We're just doing, okay. We're just, <laughs> we're just going to get, we're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. Uh, JC what's good, baby. <laughs> you're just doing blue backgrounds. What's really good. You know <laughs> You try, what are you? What are you? Uh, you, you trying to like trick the algorithm? What's going on? That's we. That's called uh, blue tape over my camera. Oh my god! He thinks Big Brother's watching. Fam, fam, here's the thing, fam. They are watching. They already know what you look like. That's true. They, they haven't like, seen yeah. the ha- the new haircut though. Yo, they like and subscribe. Are you gonna? <laughs> John, your your hair is looking thick and rich. Are you going to shave it? Are you going to let it rock? Ah, fam. See, see, what y'all don't know about me is in the early 2000s, this shit used to be extremely prolific. Oh, did you have a, a, a white man afro? 
No, but it, it kind of it, it's like a seventies rock thing. It kind of goes like okay. full back. So I'm ready to go there if I need to. Shouts to my barber though, Rob at Mildred. I miss him, but you know, it's it's okay. If I've got to go back to to Protean Man, I could do that. Is there ever a situation where you will need to do that? Other uh, than like a Halloween situation. No, you mean to let it go? Yeah, to just go? to really let that hair go. Because you're gonna look like I don't know what you're gonna look like. No, no, no. I mean, no. First of all, luscious is a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want I want you to have kind of the um, Polly from Sopranos, the two gray stripes on either side. Well, sure, but of course, you know, we gotta start with the gray stripes right here and right here. Y'all mm. out here, Chris, Chris, you think the algorithm can't see you because you're hiding in the bottom screen? No, <laughs> just, I mean, I'll go face to face. I'm just saying, mask off. I'll go mask that's off. Exactly, right. That's exactly right. This is the only safe place. Fellow, we all go point. gray on our own time schedules, and that's okay. That's true. That's, I, that's right. I shaved this week, but I was I have the grays there as well. Except uh, for me, but uh, most people do suffer from that in some way. <laughs> now I will say from a from a beard care perspective, um, I tend to obsess over like I'm sure this happens in your beard, Chris. Not not for you specifically, but in general, where you have like one or two hairs that kind of go in the wrong direction, like when everything's going on. So I tend to obsess over those things, and being in quarantine, I just Every day, I just feel like I'm doing targeted assassinations of mm. individual beards. So I haven't had to do a full trim because every day I'm getting like five, You're clipping. 10, 50, You're just clipping. tiny, just like real targeted. Uh, beard, real beard Hive calls that the bonsai method. And maybe yeah, that's something ooh. to chat with your therapist about. Those are Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I think the fact that you know that there's a beard hive is probably more of a therapeutic thing than He follows the hashtag on Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I joined Beer Hive, Beard Hive when I realized one day that I, you know, what I look like with facial hair and without is I, I can never go back to a clean shaven. It's just my face just looks really punchable. It's bad. I just can't do it. If I'm ever so blessed as to get married, I want to uh, arrive at my wedding clean shaven. And then just be like, you really about this life? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like She's that. like, I'm glad you did that before we um, exchange the rings because I am not about this life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Jason, before you joined the call, uh, we just had a few minutes there. We were discussing the um, – we love discussing these beat battles on this podcast because I hate them. And, <laughs> and, and, and I – Chris, your connection, your connection to contemporary African American culture is, is <laughs> it's worrisome. Worrisome, bro. They're uh, playing. They're playing songs that are already out. They're not battling. They're just well, playing songs. To to your point, John, I might argue yeah. that more white people watch this shit than black people. That's is that right? And how yeah. would you determine said said uh, demographic split? Um, we don't have any hard data, but we both have we, <laughs> we both have just, brains. That should be. I do think the subtitle of this podcast should be "We don't have any hard." Data. <laughs> we don't have any hard. Data. We do not traffic. I would say just data. based on on actors in the comments section of them, where like like Adrian Brody being like, "This is a dope beat guru," you know, then sure. you're like, "Okay, I'm done." But you know, Adrian Brody is out here like producing backpack rap records. He's, yeah. he's 
He's ahead. He's in his bed with a, with a fucking NPC right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was doing that, to be fair, before quarantine. He's been doing that yes, since, yes, like, November. Yes. I've, I've, right. Since November. <laughs> I've, revoked his, I've revoked his hood pass, and Adrian knows you that. Laugh. <laughs> laugh. Uh, someone, someone DM Adrian Brody telling him this <laughs> since you Since you cover this for a living, I do. Have, you, have you watched all of the beat battles? I, watched, I didn't watch the Neo and Jante Austin battle, uh, but I did watch... Everything, all the major ones. There was a reggaeton one uh, mm. with a t- tiny and the Looney Tunes uh, mm. the other night. That watched, sounds interesting. It was actually very chill. It should have been way harder. They were just so nice to each other because it's kind of mm. like a mentor uh, yeah, yeah, relationship, yeah. even though they're both super famous. Uh, that sounds them, like I'm a good pretty, vibes only situation. Is that true? It was. <laughs> okay. That is, it's accurate. Uh, one of them, and I'm forgetting who did have the extremely luxurious, like super U neck Henley situation. Like, like, like it was like down to here, like kind of like sternum level. And so the chain, <laughs> the chains were falling on pure chest. Glowing was glowing. I love it. Right off chest. I love chain skin contact. That's how Absolutely. God intended. That's how Absolutely. God intended. Absolutely. You don't need a moisturizer. You don't need a toner. You just need 24 karat gold. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> bars. Bars. Yes. Uh, there you so know. What, what, so as a beat battle expert, yeah, uh, sure. what, what, is, what, is the num- yeah, what is the number one beat battle? Of this current if I, if, I ha- if I had to go watch one because Swiss Beats had a gun to my head, what yeah. would I do? I think, I think honestly the one to watch would have been Lil Jon and T-Pain. Do you know, uh, I, I, we had another guest who, uh, it's a long story, but T-Pain was also his favorite. I think of the of the ones that have happened so far, that and the RZA premiere one have been the best. But the RZA premiere one, I don't know, man. It was a little bit, uh, I want them to have a little bit of testiness to them. Yeah, same. And, and the only kind of funny part of the RZA premiere one was when RZA was talking about being vegan. And Premier, and Premier was like, you know, my guy, like, you know, some guy who's been with him for 20 years, who obviously RZA has met at some point. He's like, he's been making vegan meals. And then they started, like, chopping it up about being vegan, which made me feel <laughs> trash for not being vegan. I like, and not be, like <laughs> if DJ If DJ Premier knows about being vegan, then you should be vegan. That's I, what I I'm agree. saying. I feel like I've learned about enough things over the years from rap music that I feel like I probably shouldn't be the last guy to become vegan. That's true. Rap. But, do, you think, uh, do you think everybody's actually at home, or do you think these guys are sneaking out and hitting the stew? No, well, RZA definitely, uh, RZA was definitely at home. His one or more of his kids were there, and he definitely said at some point that he had not left the house in more than two weeks. And he started talking about like animals outside, and he was just like, "Yo, bong bong, like animals are coming back." <laughs> uh, I think these people look. I think if you are a basically like a twenty-three-year-old pop quasi soundcloud post rap producer living in los angeles you know and your house is like three tiers down from taiga's in the mm-hmm. hill you are definitely locked in with like 25 people or sneaking to studios yes, or yes, something yes. Like that. but i think if you are old and you like your mortgage is paid like you're staying the fuck yes home. you you understand the gravity of the situation let's put it that way yeah. do you think we're gonna have a a influx of fire tunes from no. this? No, no. Have you no, have you listened to 
really any of the songs that have come out that are like specifically social distancing songs. I, have you I, listened? I have not jumped into that genre yet. No, I haven't. But there's nothing. Yeah, so what, do you mean in lyrical content or in musical content? I mean, I would say it's in lyrical content, and it manifests musically because they tend to be a little less overdressed than like lo-fi. A, because, right. because you're saying yeah. there's, there's already there's already music out there by artists we know that is is COVID content created in the bubble, released in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So Chris uh, Mar- Chris Martin's probably putting in work right now is what you're saying. Yeah, Chris, yo, Chris Martin for show. Sure. <laughs> uh, like, like every Friday we do like a new song roundup, and um, I have put a couple of these songs in there. Uh, Pirellis, the OG, has put a couple songs in these there. It, look, it's it's like an interesting marketing pitch to be like, I made this song on myself in my basement. You know, like I didn't talk to my wife for four days. You know, I suppose it's an interesting marketing perspective, but like. I just don't think any, no one has any bars about it. You know what I mean? Like nobody, I don't think there's bars to be had, to be honest. And that, I don't know. I'm sure you watched that special last night, but that made me hate music. I think. No, to be honest, I kind of, so here's the thing going in early on the Gal Gadot thing actually bought me a lot. I forgot that you were the, the expert on the Gal Gadot. Video. He was on the front. For listeners at home, he was doing a street sweeper like uh, machine gun <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> was your did your mentions get ruined? No, most people were really on board, but there's like a few like weird fifty year olds who are my IG mentions being like, "How can you hate love?" And I was like, "Have you never listened to? First of all, have you never listened to podcasts? Like, are you yeah. unaware? Are you unaware of my personal brand?" <laughs> God, but, catch up, losers. And yeah. they're like, "What is podcast?" <laughs> right, yeah, dead ass. It's over for them. But here's the thing: going early on that actually is useful because I think if you set a bar that if you come if you come to my house with trash, you're gonna get washed out. Like you're gonna yes, when these yes. things pop up, and I talk to my editor about them, and the conversation is basically like, "Are we prepared for me to do this again?" Because invariably, sure, sure, this sure. is gonna happen again. And do I want to be the guy throughout? you know, month nine of quarantine or month year six of quarantine shitting that every time this comes up, I have to basically be like, well, excuse me. And then like, (laughs) yeah, 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 is that, is that the right thing? So we're trying to pick our spots. Is someone right? But someone is Perellis, John Perellis, the God, he wrote it, you know, he did, he has a much more holistic viewpoint of these things than I do. Uh, you know, he's been covering this for 40, 50 years. Yeah. He has a, a way of dismantling you without you knowing you've been dismantled. Well, I'm not always so blessed. That's truly the, the gift of a critic, I think. Yes. Is, so is you're, that, so that you're, not, you're not ready to become the Jeff Ross of COVID-19 is what you're saying? <laughs> 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 um, I think uh, I don't have enough track suits to become yeah, the no, you don't. You don't. which comes as a surprise yeah oh no no i don't believe in track suits come on man is it really yeah no 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 we don't we don't dress down over here okay. yeah you only like you know. he only likes sensible separates not suits yeah, like yeah no 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 we don't match we don't match our top to our bottoms. sensible separates no <laughs> first of all First of all, this is a serious question. Are you so comfortable that you feel like wearing sweatpants in public is a, is a positive look? Like you would enjoy that? Uh, Jason is really tall and he's unable to wear – he wears shorts mostly. I don't, I don't wear sweatpants in public. 
Okay. See, all right. So then why, why are you putting that on me then? Because there's a big difference between a sweat, sweatpants and a tracksuit. That's yeah, true. No, 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 I can't. It's not for me, man. It's not well, for I, me. No, I mean, good for I, you. I, I, mean, I, know, I, know, I know Briss Black isn't out here doing it. So no, Briss, Briss would not do that. I don't, no. I don't, I think that um, I, I embrace shorts more than most people, but that's yeah, because yeah. I, I love my legs. Of course, um, I love my legs too. To be to be totally honest, I, 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 but, I love my legs as well. So if I can show off some gam, then I'm going to. Don't I don't let me you, spray. What if I can get you in a short suit and some some clogs, short sweatsuit and some clogs? What can I we mean, do? I don't know if you've seen. I, I've I wore a Tom Brown seersucker shorts tuxedo to the VMAs. Um, yeah, which was, was just an epic not, look. I'm not coming from an uninformed perspective. Here. Looking like I mean, LeBron's dentist. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling back your greatest hits. Uh, this is like. This is like a. This is your life for out for fitness. John That's knows great. exactly what he's doing, and he's good. Come on, man. dismantling me. I'm but not I'm, new. I've been wearing shorts this entire. I mean, have you? So wait, how much have you been leaving? You're in New York, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm. I'm basically. I I left the house. Maybe let's say twice a week on average. For you know supplies, do, yeah, for Footlocker, yes, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I did, for, then Models, models clearance, models clearance, Herman Herman Sporting Goods warehouse sale. Do you, uh, do you? But you've been busy because we we've, we've tried to schedule this, and you're like, bro, I'm fucking slammed. So. Yo, yeah, it's it's been strange. Like the only like all these people are like getting used to working at home i always work at home so it's not that's not the new part but you you go to the office but you also work from home you're saying uh, yeah i would say primarily i work from home i oh, do go I to the office. yeah yeah primarily i work from home uh i go to the office to record podcast uh like and subscribe i go to the office for <laughs> meetings but basically I'm, I'm working at home but i tend to work idiosyncratic hours you know i'll be up at two in the morning i'm writing yeah. late at night the 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 way that this has changed my schedule is when everybody is working at home and everybody feels really fragile. I'm trying to be more considerate. Yeah. I'm trying to work normal hours so that my idiosyncrasies don't become like a stumbling block for everybody. Yes, that, that makes sense. That mm. makes sense. So, so I'm trying to do that, but yeah, I've been writing a grip and, and the truth is part of it is it like pushes back the dread. You yeah. Know, no, for keep, sure. You know, keep it on. It pushes back the dread. And also like people are still, Steady doing weird or strange or or fucked up shit on the there's internet. A, there's a like, lot of material. There's a lot, a lot of material. material. It's rich. So you, you also wrote the Tiger King thing, correct? Tiger King, you know, optimum quar content. We uh, said we we said we weren't going to talk about that ever again on this podcast, but unfortunately, it keeps rearing its ugly head. I mean, I do have the Seth Wadley cap. I don't have it on me right now, but I got the <laughs> Seth Wadley cap. What did you uh, think so about? You- um, what did you think about the uh, the additional episode? On I Netflix? haven't watched. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched. It was. That a, it was. It was. I did not like it. It was upsetting for me. Did it feel too sentient? Because I feel like obviously part of the appeal of Tiger King is it's only half sentient. Did the uh, did the the follow up <clears throat> feel too self aware? Definitely, it was absolutely too self aware, and yeah. it just felt like kind of we like we made a movie like taking advantage of these like crazy ass hillbillies, and now right. we're gonna do it again, but with See? live streaming and in AirPods. Right. I don't. I didn't find it. I heard a lot of people talking about how it was exploitive, but I. I think his. I thought. I didn't get that. I thought he wanted this pretty badly. You mean the main, like the actual Tiger King? Yes. The, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. No. I think he was I, shooting you know, a reality show. Have you also? There's a Reddit documentary about the guy who made, who was making the reality show. 
about Rick, is, Kirk, Rick Kirkham? Yeah, yes, it's insane. Ooh. I'll send it to you. He's, he was my favorite guy by far. Rick, 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 got in, Rick got into some methamphetamines. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, you, Not that you couldn't tell by his teeth. but like, me, Yo, Rick. Rick has seen things. That it's, an was hour and a half, it's an hour and a half long documentary about Rick. Ready. On Rick. I'm, I'm fucking ready. Like Nothing that, but time. I'll, that's I'll real that. fuck. Yeah. Right, but, but did you find it? Did you? Well, your final take is what? Like if you had to give the elevator pitch on Tiger King, your opinion of it. So there's two, there's two strains of it, right? And when I wrote about it, I tried to keep the morality question off to the side. Yeah. I do think that it's possible to be exploited, but also participate in your own exploitation. And that seems to be what was happening. Also, mm. very clearly, the director uh, was not being transparent about the tone of what he was doing. The but director this, also, I mean, legend, New York legend. New York, right, exactly. And out here shutting down restaurants, uh, shutting down B-Bar and not paying anybody. Because he was the, hey, look, he, it's okay. Oh, He's giving us so enough. Crazy. He's giving us enough. B bar is also the most Yo, trash of his establishment. So I mean, to be fair, that's that's accurate. Uh, as someone who had, I had a birthday party there once in the mid two thousands. It was trash then. That so sounds I, about right. But he yeah. should pay people. He should pay people. He should pay people. You can't. Tiger King does not feed. Uh, does well, not. You know, he's been he's been a turtle. He's been a turtle conservatist yes. for, for for a very long time. I, part I of ran his personal brand. I randomly went to one of those galas a few years ago. <laughs> Damn, must be nice. Damn. The, o- the right, only turtle gala I went to was involving the Entourage premiere. Wow. <laughs> Very Wait, Entourage Maine or Entourage uh, Films? The, f- the f- Entourage, the, f- the film based on <laughs> this television program. Maine, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Entourage Grid or Entourage yeah. Story? These are very- <laughs> I need to know if it's feet or not. Um, so, so, so it's imm- so it's it's quasi immoral, but in a ecosystem where immorality is not uh, in and of itself heretical. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but also, sort of as aesthetics, it really reminds me, and I'm sure Chris, you you felt something similar to this. There is an energy that certain people get when they are proximate to things that they should not be proximate to that then makes them behave in ways that are out of character. Out sure. of step. This is a, a you know five episode testament to the power of that thing of I'm near this, therefore I am this. Yeah. And that could go for I hang out with t- lions and tigers, or it could go for I buy leopard print pants. This yes, goes yes, this yes. Weird. Like this goes, this works in either way. And, and that's what I was struck by repeatedly when I was watching it. I just kept, I kept thinking like, man, like here are people who had nothing, like especially the people Joe would hire. These are people who had nothing, but just being proximate to these cats made them feel like something larger than themselves. Mm. Uh, and for some people that was manifested in, in how they uh, embodied power and authority. And for some people it was manifested in how they dressed. Uh, and for some people, it's manifested in how they spoke or their politics. Yeah. Um, but it really was an object lesson in that. I don't. Do you think it would have been such a cultural force if we wouldn't have been in quarantine? Or do you no, think no. I also think that um, uh, I think the backlash in a weird way would have hit sooner because there is a thing that happens when people are stuck in and they're watching, which is the immediate people you hear from about something like that are the holy fuck you hear for those people first. Yeah, of course, like, of course. And I think if people were just out doing their thing, I don't think you would have heard those people spike so intensely at the beginning. And I think you would have probably heard the kind of animal rights people and the, the people, the ethicists 
just as loudly as the holy fuck people. Joe Exotic, right Joe Exotic, much like Meek Mill and Roddy Rich, is beefing with PETA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although then he snitched and started working with PETA. I know. It's fire. I mean, I think that that the whole thing is is just – I'm exhausted by it. Do you wear, do you wear fur? You wear fur? Uh, I would, but I don't. I, I was you a, would. You know, you would. I protested. I mean, I was a PETA guy in high school. I was vegan in high school. Like I, I'm, I'm an animal rights guy. You were vegan before DJ Premier was vegan. Of course, I did. I've been look. We're talking. We're talking to a trendsetter here, John. Come on, bro. I still Come call on. bullshit that DJ Premier fat ass vegan. I don't believe it. <laughs> you, you say it to his face. <laughs> You're not. You got tape on your camera. He, he's just, a he's a student. Premier no, Primo is a studio vegan. He knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter fingers vegan. That's what I'm um, saying. It's, it's, that's very safe from behind your duct tape. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. So, so Tiger King. All right, we've covered Tiger King. Yeah. Another thing we've talked about on the show that, that Jason doesn't uh, isn't on board with is I think the Weekend album is amazing. It's great. I love it. No, I it's think like, it's. I think kidding? it's. A, incredibly well timed but i also think that that um i think that bigger artists um aren't releasing albums because they don't want to lose out on that the secondary income of, of touring and stuff, right it's 100 percent right but you have this is what they're missing right what is fame not to be all fucking big picture damn my man's getting heady already big picture no. is what we what we're looking for buddy that's what we're here for okay we're not so we're not a what granular double down we're on that down we're a philosophy Here's a philosophy for this fucking time. Fame is about mindshare. Fame is about how much someone can occupy the headspace of millions and millions and millions of people okay, at so any I'm given I'm moment. Close. I'm close. Okay. You're okay. almost there. I would okay, say I would say if you have if you let the beard grow in a tiny bit, then you're gonna be right there. <laughs> then you'd be right over the top. So Thank you. this is what fame is, right? You have an opportunity with a captive marketplace right now. To inject something yes, yes. into the marketplace that would be fundamentally Beyonce lemonade style. Yeah. Because Beyonce didn't do it during a quarantine, but she did it at a time when people were primed for it and they weren't expecting it. So when they arrived at it, they re-altered their realities to absorb it all at once. Now everybody's just sitting around waiting. If I'm Rihanna, I'm dropping I'm my dropping. album tomorrow. Drop I, LP4, bro. Let's go. This, and this is the thing. But you want to know why Lady Gaga and all them are not dropping? Because it's not popping. It's it not, popping. not popping for them. It is, it is quiet. quiet. It's so quiet. <laughs> it's so quiet for her. She's had to give for charity now. That's, that's what she's doing. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yo, it's quiet like Brooklyn streets for her. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's COVID quiet for, for Gaga. So this is the thing. She knows perfectly well that if she dropped, she, it would just... It would go away. It would go, go away. away immediately. Rihanna drops, all of a sudden, she's on every Spotify playlist, radio for people who still listen to radio. She'll be populating every radio station. Rihanna, Beyonce, you know, Drake, these are really the only people who are around who can take advantage of this. And I'm frankly a little stupefied that they haven't yet. I am too. I mean, I, it makes me think Rihanna is very far away from having anything actually finished. And well, Drake know. Drake dropped literally a terrible song. A terrible song. It's mid. It's mid. It's mid. No, that's not mid. It ain't mid. It's it, not it terrible, mid. but it's not good. It's mid. But so, I'm scared of, I demand more from my superstars. I don't want mid. I totally agree. No, I look, I agree. And he said he was on someone's live like a week or two ago, and he he implied that he was close to having something finished. Someone told me, someone close to the camp has, hey, okay. has told me. 
that basically it's difficult to work with him because at this point he's so focused on money and and fame. Like the art comes second and the success of something comes first. Oh, the art comes second. Exactly. And for oh. someone like me, a, a, a patron of the arts and a person oh. who, who, high, who holds creativity in such high regard, I don't want to literally do- throw away song. Chris, you do marketing for brands. Don't come at me for the art comes second. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's Literally me giving the- back. That's me giving back. <laughs> there's, no, only one, there's only one critic on this call. Just have like, oh, wow. Wow. Thing. Don't talk to me about the art comes second. The idea that the art comes first is a fucking fallacy. Do you that's think- not real. No, that's true. But do you think if Drake drank lean again, he would be better? I do. Wow. Anything would help at this point. <laughs> Any if Drake was gone, if Drake had the double cup in the studio with forty right now, we could come out with some real shit. First of all, that might be sadder than COVID. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, but that's when Drake is at his best. I know, Drake. but I'm just saying I'm not sure I could take a like a so far gone or a thank me later in this particular fair. cultural fair. moment. Fair, fair. Um, I mean. And I'm, I will grant you that 2C Slide is an imperfect song, but this is Drake <laughs> understanding this thing, this thing about fame, which is about mindshare. And if you can successfully, got that. If you can successfully propagate uh, and continue to occupy mindshare, you will win. And that is why, if I'm Rihanna, I am literally scraping together 12 songs right now. Because 12 Rihanna songs is scraping. better than ever, everything on Spotify New Music right now. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's rough out here. Speaking of new music, you know, I wanted to talk about fetching the bolt cutters, man. Because I've Have never you- seen something get. I mean, it's getting. I it's know. insane. It, it's insane. It's, it, look, I'm always skeptical of kind of like uniform critical approbation. That's not a good thing. Like no, people need no, no, people no, need diversity of opinion. You need to be able to talk frankly about artwork. Yeah, follow, artwork- follow me on Twitter. It's at done to death. Uh, just <laughs> uh, if you want, you know, just, just FYI. <laughs> if you want that uncut raw, wait, you what's your hot? Uncut- you said you said you had a hot take. What's no, it's take? not that. I mean, I've been a Fiona Apple fan since I was in high school. Like sure. I really fuck with her. I think it sounds awesome. like like a thespian like art teacher in exile that had her weird friends come over and beat on pots and pans. So it's great. It's not awful by any means, but it's not like, again, I, this goes back to me thinking there's a problem with people not focusing on songs. And, yeah. they, and it's the same kind of thing. But she's post songs. She's off songs. She's been on songs and now she's off songs. Well, I songs say, is out, B. Songs is out. That's she right. was better. She was better when songs. She was was like, I don't know. I, I guess I experienced that record. Um, How long have like, you had it? A uh, week or week okay, and a half. Not, not yeah. super. Long. No, 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 no. Okay. Not super long. Um, I experienced it more as viscera than pure songcraft. And, mm. you know, I was trained, I sort of alluded to this a little bit. We had a round table at the paper uh, where a bunch of us chimed in. And I kind of alluded to this, but part of my ear training comes from like real experimental backpack independent rap in the 90s. And those guys used to decimate song structure over and over and over again. And it really taught me at a relatively formative stage of my critical understanding. It taught me that not all great music or not all great songs sound like the neatly structured stuff that I grew up on. And so I think I've had 
more tolerance for mm. non-conventional quasi-pop songs. Well, as a person who grew up in, in listening to hardcore and punk, I would say we also destroyed the the typical right. song structure. But unfor- unfor- unfortunately, I am uh, just only drawn to to song structure. I guess I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a real. I think that's a real thing. But I also think that part of what Fiona is saying, in addition to like fuck every man I've ever loved who did me wrong, uh, and and fuck my friends who let me down, is also, I you know I do seven minute Yoko Ono improv jazz now, and you got to get on board. Uh, and I mean, I, but do you think people actually understand it and like it for the right reasons, or do you think people want to jump on the bandwagon? Uh because I think it's pretty dense to fully understand it from a lyrical I, I, and musical perspective. I think it's both. I mean, obviously, look, a lot of the reviews that you see that came out like right away were by people who've also had the record for a week or two, and yeah. you know they they've gotten a chance to live with it. Um, I do think that you know Fiona Stannery is not that different from Beyonce, right? Beyonce from Rihanna Stannery. <laughs> From Beyonce Stannery, Beyonce Stannery, frankly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that different. Like people still have a need to, uh, to kind of like um, boost themselves by association with, you know, it's like sure. Joe Exotic. You know, yeah. it's like Tiger King. It's like I'm near this thing, therefore I am something like this thing. Um, but I, but I do think a lot of the writing I read about the Fiona record I thought was really considered. But if I, you know, to keep it a buck, when I first threw it on the first song, I was like, yo, this is a Regina Spector song. Like, this oh, is weird. Oh, right? Oh, so, so, Regina Spector, dollar bin no. queen. Yeah, I mean, I, then that's, hey, John, you know. John, can you want, your mic keeps hitting the your shirt collar. Oh, sure. We're going to need you to take your shirt off, is what I'm saying. We're going to need you to get less animated. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's not possible. <laughs> that's not possible. Regina Spector is truly an underrated queen. Uh, I, I wrote a, a profile of Regina Spector for New York Magazine like 15 years ago. We went to the park in Riverdale that overlooks the West Side Highway and the, the river. We had a very beautiful time. Uh, very special day. She's like really a, 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 a Russian New York strike. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I <laughs> Keep it a buck. Uh, uh, so how special <laughs> was it then? Uh I, I she was she was uh, I feel like she was strokes affiliated and people kind of forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because wasn't it um uh was it Fab who she was uh like played on? Played on Yeah, yeah, she played on she was and she like opened for them a lot and stuff. What do you think yeah. about what do you think about the new strokes? I haven't listened to the strokes record. My understanding is it's bad, but I haven't listened to it yet. The strokes don't um that's the not strokes your it, they just don't hit like a, a an urgency for me. Like, yeah. Did you w- were you at the final quote unquote strokes uh, like the Madison Square Garden strokes concert that was no. like not? You I know what I'm talking I about? I, yeah, for, for sure. I don't care about them that much, but I do think like I was there. I saw the first tour and stuff, and I, yeah. I that was like a very formative period. So I mm-hmm. I'm always going to check for it, but I don't think it's great either. Jason, yeah, did I mean, you listen to it? I did not listen to it, and I'm in the same exact boat as you, Chris. Uh, there, when they first came out, it was a big part of my life and how I dressed and how I tried to get girls to have sex with me. And now I don't really care about it that much anymore. How'd that go? Really well. For <laughs> I mean, aside from nine eleven happening, two thousand one was good for me. <laughs> uh. I, wow! I can't wait to hear your 2020 review. Um, yeah. 
But the fact that neither neither of you has listened to it is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel. Look, the strokes are not near the center of any conversation, right? Like, I mean, are y'all out here listening to Julian Casablanca's solo records? And no, that's the- absolutely put it in the bin, mate. That yeah, is no. not it. What is the band called? The Voidoids. The Void. The, the Voids. Julian Casablanca's and Voidoids, Voidoids are a good band, I think. Yes, Voidoids, that is. That's yeah, different. Yeah, they right, probably the play arenas in Argentina, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, come yeah, to Brazil. Yeah, yeah, no, like come to Brazil, Kiev. They're jamming in Kiev. They, you know. <laughs> Thank God you know. for those other markets, man. I mean, look, we have to look. It's like uh, it's like the pro golf seniors tour. It's like we've got to send them somewhere. You still fun. <laughs> You're still I thought, I, thought, I thought that's what festival season was, but I see what you're saying. Wow, I mean, I don't, kings. I do not go. Kings don't go to festivals. I, I've no. I agree. yeah, but I stroke the like the strokes playing like headlining Pitchfork Fest is not going to get them the bag compared to like some soccer stadium in in Mexico. You know, absolutely. Um, I said salute to all our friends in in countries that still appreciate the strokes. Ja 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 ja. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, got to keep them in business. I mean, um, but yeah, I'm not out here listening to the Strokes album unless I absolutely have to. Wow, bro have you no. been Have you been participating in any IG lives besides the beat battles, or do you think that's like a silly way to spend? Oh, no. yeah. I mean, look the thing that I the thing that I dislike the most, and I, this is not quarantine specific. This is just life specific. Anything that's appointment, I don't I don't do appointment things. Don't mm. tell me like you know like don't. No wonder your no wonder your hair is long as hell. You can't even fucking get a haircut appointment. First of all, again, shouts to Rob at, at Mildred. He know he knows the challenges that I face with making appointments. You're uh, a walk in. Appoint, appointments are challenges for me. So like, I don't want to hear that you're playing five songs on your Instagram live Sunday at four p.m. I, I, like it's not for me. If it's my general vibe with that is if it's if it's hitting, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's hitting, someone will have taped it. And it'll be on YouTube, and I'll track it down. That's but, how. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit looking at my phone all day. Well, I mean, Instagram has made it so you can watch it now, like on your computer, uh, right? So that, which is very smart, and I can't believe it took this long. Um, it literally took for hundreds of thousands of people to die for them to understand um, <laughs> how important how important that is. And Quibi, that is, Quibi still hasn't figured it out. Wait, was that what? in the press? Was that in the press release, Chris? Yes, <laughs> yes, it was. I'm, I'm like, on the occasion, I'm, 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 on the I'm occasion of the hundred thousand yes. COVID death. We yes. would like to say <laughs> exactly. Um, what? Well, uh, I want to talk to you about one other queen of mine while we have you, and that's yeah. the new Phoebe Bridgers song. Really slapping, baby. No, come on. Oh first, <laughs> first of all, here's some words about Phoebe Bridgers. Real, talk. she got she got a horn section, baby. It's popping. It's like I, Huey I, Lewis. Look, she's a solid. <laughs> se- look, she's a solid seven. It's it's I'm solid seven on Phoebe Bridgers. But here's the thing, Phoebe Bridgers on her Instagram story, uh, when her I think it was the, maybe the day her single came out. Um, she posted a screen grab that someone had texted her of the Sam Hunt Pitchfork album review, which had gotten a 7.5. And then the score that she had gotten on her first album, which is a 7. And she posted these in back-to-back <laughs> posts as if to say, like, ah, the indignation. Uh, here's some country meathead. Who to, got be fa- to, be fair, to be fair, I think I need to tell the listeners before you go any further, you're a, a known Sam Hunt Sam. I think the the right way to phrase that is I'm a person that appreciates greatness no matter where it emanates from, <laughs> and it happens to emanate from Sam Hunt. So if okay. I can if I can continue, 
if you're going to be out here whining about Sam Hunt seven, getting a 7.5 and you only got a 7, I don't really have a lot of semantical space for that. That's, that's fair. Said, I, I don't think that's said, I, I like Phoebe Bridgers quite a lot. I don't, but that said, uh, Montevallo uh, and the new Sam Hunt record, Southside, are, are both excellent. And I, the, I the, fa- the, the fact that you honestly work for the paper of record to convince them to pay <laughs> you to write 10,000 words about a rap country artist is honestly the biggest grift. It's incredible. First of all, I've done this multiple times. So you, talk, <laughs> you, can't, talk, you can't talk about one finesse in isolation. So you have I don't to talk about series. Of I don't know. <laughs> who, I don't know who Sam Hunt is as a member of Hunt cool. Hive. Can cool, you cool, can, cool take cool take? <laughs> I'm just saying, can you tell me? who he is or what what he does sam hunt is a guy who was basically the first person who was a nashville country performer but who had a tremendous amount of hip-hop influence and basically seamlessly wove talk rapping and traditional country singing into kind of a new novel package there were people who were doing sort of like quasi hip-hop stuff early you may remember Florida Georgia Line and Nelly doing a record together. Oh, do I remember? That was that was the, the day that music died. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my my favorite say, is I, um is is Bone Thugs and Harmony Ghetto Cowboy. Ghetto Cowboy, very important song. Thank Yo, you. I would I would point I would point you to the uh, <laughs> list the historical list of rap country collaborations that I did for the paper last year in the wake of Old Town Road Remix. I think you might take something away from it. Really right. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> this is, wow, we're dealing with a king self-promoter right here. I, can't I mean, yeah, you, you are very good at that. I gotta say, here's the thing. I've been I've been doing this for a long time. If you're gonna come out here and try to quasi drag me for a small thing I did today, I'm only gonna tell you how it ties into a no, no, no. I've done I, before. I actually, I'm actually jealous of it because I think it's. I mean, you did it. The Hootie and the Blowfish one lasted for like a year. I felt like I literally felt like I couldn't stop hearing about Hootie and the Blowfish for a year. Uh, you know, kings kings are both born and made. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. <laughs> well said, sir. Uh, uh, so, oh, do you guys play music on this podcast? What's up? You want to play some Hootie? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't play music on this podcast. We don't even really. We we talk about music pretty often. But Jason and I have have similar taste but it diverges at a point because he's into like electronic music and i'm not right and we uh, also Jason. we also did have a um a little dmc whatever takedown for some artwork that we did and i'm not about to risk our i don't know legal cre- credibility over hootie and the blowfish right now a little a little newspaper that you may be familiar with uh sent us a cease and desist because our artwork resembled their and i quote award-winning podcast the daily no, are you serious? This is very serious. <laughs> we yeah, we, we got our podcast straight up kicked off of iTunes oh. and Spotify and all that shit, and we had to change it and get the get the times to approve our artwork selection. Deborah was a doll. We're we're all sorted out now. But I can't uh, play Hootie. Shouts to our copyright team, uh, 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 who I have spoken to on several occasions. Uh, <laughs> very diligent, very diligent folks. Uh, protecting the integrity of the brand. <laughs> I mean, using the calling your own po- property award winning is is so cool. Because also, what podcast awards exist? I'm confused on that. I really, I mean, I look. I have not worn it. Well, They're probably getting it. like a Peabody or some shit like that. You know, and that's yeah, true. That's true. It's, it's, it's a journalism. It's journalism. It's not a pod- podcasting for broke boys. Journalism is is award winning. 
That's a, that's accurate. As a, I say that as a podcast, as if I'm <laughs> a journalist. So I know, I know I know where the status goes. <laughs> it seems it seems to me like you're holding up pretty well, King. I, I here's the thing. I uh, I think having tasks to do really helps. That's number one. I'm already my predilections are like very indoor mouse yeah. already. As someone that was like extremely outside in my 20s and in my 30s. My, Damn, my, are you selling drugs, bro? That's cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just knew where to be, and I was in the places where those places were. Um, <laughs> now, 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 I didn't not, think you sold drugs until you said that, and now I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I just the last four or five years, I've, al- I've already kind of been moving in this direction. And so it's not... Structurally, it doesn't stress me out that much. Uh, but when I... The news is, is a dumpster fire, and... It's hard. That's the challenging part. Do you guys find the same thing? Do you find that, like, when you kind of open the spigot of news, it's so destabilizing that you kind of have to close it up again? It's the only way I can climax, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's that is one spigot, I suppose. <laughs> spigot. I, I'm able to. I'm able. I don't. I like can unsee it now. I can just go on Twitter and see the memes and like avoid the news because I don't think it's. I'm so tired of people I know telling me what to think about something that they don't know about. And That's it's, fair. It's impossible yeah. to avoid at this point. Yeah. So, all right, Della Rocha. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Fuck Yo, you. You can't do what you told. I won't do what you told me. Speaking of Della Rocha, look, there are many casualties uh, of the coronavirus, and I was gonna go to the opening night of the Rage Against the Machine tour uh in el paso which i did not is not happening obviously and i did not get to go to it's that fucking is bullshit dude yeah i know the, the fucking man shut it down it's terrible <laughs> this is another issue i have with the 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 revisionist history of a band like that being cool when it was just like alternative radio rock i agree no, I, no, I agree up. and i wasn't gonna go because i loved rage against the machine to be honest as someone who approached rage against the machine from a hip-hop perspective I always felt that they were corny, but I was prepared to kind of go for the kind of historical moment. I would say El Paso. El Paso is probably the place to see them. That's I, well. That's the other thing is why wait? Why would I want to see them with a bunch of like quote unquote cool people in New York? I want to you know I want to see them out in the fucking country. Yeah, so that, I love seeing a warm up show on the tour. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's, a, it's an incredible thing. I want to I mean, see think, Sam Hunt in the Walmart parking lot. Like I need to be where where they exactly. feel at home. You know exactly. Where exactly. else are you gonna? Well, where else are you gonna do donuts to it? You know what I mean? <laughs> Good point, uh, yeah. John. Thank you for joining us. Um, this is it. This is all it's you been want. A pleasure. That's all we want. Jason has oh. a hard out. No, we, we got, want more, John. We could, uh, frankly, hard. we could, we could do this once a week with you. Maybe we you can a, stop doing your podcast and you can just kind of hop on with ours, or they can mold together as one or something. If you want to, if you want to come over to, you know, where the producer ain't all up in the videos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> come on over to How Long Gone. Come to Death how Row, long? bitch. <laughs> yes. Uh, what a, what a joy and a privilege uh, to moisten the airwaves with you guys. But, but I'm I'm happy to get some updates from you on on important topics because I, I feel like I talk to you a lot because I'm I see you on the internet so much. But it's nice to actually have a little discourse with the tap community. tap it. I mean, you know, you out here being shy about tapping in. I should tap in more. You're tap right. the fuck in, man. Good advice, John. Uh, would you be down to come back on again, and and maybe we can explore the lyricist lounge side of you a little bit more? I would love to. <laughs> I would love to only if you promise to listen to both Sam Hunt albums front to back. We can do that. All right, I'm out. But it was great meeting you. You seem like a cool cat, and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Oh.
<laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, John. Later, bro. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>